Hello, guys. Welcome to another episode of Lumia Sports. Damn, you I'm sound here. real excited. I am. <laughs> I am real excited. Thanks, Dom. Dom can't let me get my intro in. That's crazy. That's Go wild. Ahead. Go ahead. I'm your host, Marianne. Joined again by one Darnell Jones. <laughs> what up, guys? And joined <laughs> by the uh, smartest basketball prognosticator we have in the world. One Dom. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Hey, 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 hey. When I said it at first, you feel me? I was like, in my heart of hearts, I could still be wrong. You feel me? Miami could knock off Boston. Feel me? Golden State could knock off Dallas. And I might look stupid. But there was one team that I was kind of like, eh. There was one team that I was kind of like, eh. But there was one team I never believe in. (laughs) <laughs> I ain't never believe in them niggas. So you feel me? We were we were destined for this fake ass rematch of this fraud of last year's fraudulent finals, but now we not. So it's a beautiful day. I have an issue with you calling it a fraudulent finals. It was a fraudulent finals. Okay, but I don't like you taking credit away from Giannis's ring. And no. as I told you before. But as I told you before, here's the bigger thing. We'll get into it. You can call every finals fraudulent. You can. But I never took away Giannis's ring. I never said Giannis didn't deserve his ring. I I never said that the Bucs were the fraudulent team. I just said it was a fraudulent finals. It was a Suns thing. It's always been a Suns thing. Haven't you realized at this point? I still, I still feel like when you say stuff, I don't know, it kind of does take away from the team. That's, that's, that's borderline. That's like saying bubble ring. That's not quite as bad, but it's, it's teetering. I think it's teetering. Either way, let's get into it. This is, we'll, we'll get into that a little bit later. Um, but, yeah, let's get into, you know, we were excited on Sunday. We had two game sevens. They turned out to be two real ugly games. Um, two blowouts. Two blowouts. But it's okay. One was a little sad. But the other one was pretty funny, so let's let's get the let's get the sad tearjerker out of the way. <laughs> was it was it sad though? I was a little sad. Not gonna you were sad because Mr. Top Five. It wasn't just me. I wasn't. Um. Hey, we'll get Darnell's thoughts in a minute. But yeah, the Celtics end up beating the Bucks one hundred nine eighty one. Um. In this game, you got you know. Tatum with 23 on 7-14 shooting. Jalen Brown, 19 as well. Giannis Antetokounmpo, 25. He struggled from the field, 10 of 16. Did have 20 rebounds, 9 assists. But 10 of 26. 10 of 26, sorry. Yeah. Um, 25 points, 20 rebounds, 9 assists. Not enough. Drew Holiday, he was 9 of 21 from the field. A lot more people we'll get, get into, obviously, on the Bucs side. Oh, we'll get yeah. The story of the game. Uh, Dom's favorite player, Grant yes, Williams, 7-18 from three, 27 points, six rebounds. Um, he just kept leaving him open. He kept shooting it and making them, making enough at least. Um, Darnell. So, mm-hmm. so, so I want, I want everybody to know this, right? Yeah. So one time I had us watch, I had me and Demetrius watch Grant Williams highlights. And he was like, why the oh. fuck are we? He was like, why the fuck are we watching Grant Williams highlights? It was like his college highlights. He was like, 
if I ever be in the NBA, I won't be anything like Grant Williams. He sucks. And now look at him. Saving, taking the Bucks, well, beating the Bucks in game seven to beat the, the top five player of all time, Giannis Antetokounmpo, because of Grant Williams. I love basketball. But I'm not even watching Grant Williams college highlights. I was, no, nah, I was watching that, <laughs> bro. I had to. <laughs> so I don't even fought Demetrius on this one. Yeah, it was pretty fucking ridiculous. Yeah. I want to see Grant Williams highlights, dog. I want to see why he was in the league. Sometimes you just see a player and you're intrigued because you're like, they're ass, but there's something about them that they're useful in this league. And then you feel me? They build upon their skills and they become a quality role player. And boom, that's what he turned into. You feel me? Boston has been I was mm -hmm. gonna say Boston has been trying to has been trying to find Grant Williams for like 10 years now. Yeah. It started, it started with uh Jerry Sullinger. Oh yeah. And then then it went to Simeon Jalay. Yeah. Damn, that's true. Now here we are with Grant Williams. I mean, they know that the, version. They know that the key to the NBA right now is, is stretch wings that can play defense, which is and that can pass. Really, when Grant came in, he had a high IQ. So you feel me? He was already like a smart player. He just wasn't very skilled or very athletic. But as the skills came along, he's still not the most athletic. But you feel me? The skills are coming along, and that's been a big reason. But for all the slack that you know. Danny Ainge and all of them were getting for their for their draft picks that looked like miss. They hit a couple pieces like later in the rounds that you know looked really bad at first, but over time turned out to be solid players like Grant and um what's they call Peyton Pritchard. He did really well um in that game too. He had like 15 off the bench. 14, four or six 14. Yeah, you saw me. They were just able they they already had their stars. They just had to find a couple role players. And and as much as we laughed at them promoting Brad Stevens, it's actually been a really good GM. And they found a really good coach who, you know, should have been a higher contention for coach of the year. I don't think he got any first place votes or any like second place votes. He was like really low, but he should have been a higher contention for coach of the year. They just wanted to give it to Monty, but I get it. He should have got it last year. Yeah, and back to Peyton Pritchard's threes, man. They was all fu threes too, <laughs> all daggers. Like he was hollering at the crowd. I'm like, okay, Peyton he Pritchard right. has arrived. Peyton Pritchard <laughs> said he's up next. <laughs> no, he, he said I do this. Back. Once he said that, I'm like, okay, Peyton Pritchard. Yeah. <laughs> uh, he hit the one step back, and I was like, damn. Yeah, not, not that. I was like, well, damn. It was like right – they were all, you know, around the fourth when you're like maybe the Bucks kind of could come back. And mm-hmm. then it was like, well, no, they can't because Peyton Pritchard said he's closing the door <laughs> on this shit. Um, Darnell, any other thoughts, man, on uh, this? Yeah, like the Bucks obviously missed Drew. People are saying like, Chris. 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 That's what I meant. I meant Chris. Drew was out there missing. Yeah, shots. he was like, he, he must, he might have been missing too, but 
he was over six from three. He was missing too. He was nowhere to be found. So yeah. give them an people are saying just give them another shot creator and they'll be fine. I think they need to add well, obviously I'm not a big Bud fan, but he's not going anywhere. He has a little bit of leeway, seeing as he just won a championship last year. But yeah. ultimately, I don't think he's the answer at head coach to get them. Well, I, I, I guess he's the answer if he has I mean, the answer. I mean, the question is, who do you think would you do the team better? Like, is it – you think the coaching is an issue? Do you think roster construction is an issue? Do you think I'll, – I'll say it like this. I think it's philosophy. If, if, if your plan is to leave the other team open from three mm-hmm. and start Grayson Allen, then, yeah, you have, a, you have some – that's a coaching issue to me. All right. I mean, what I, I mean, before the series started, I said – when I picked Boston, I said I think that if, yeah, if the Bucks like, I think this was an uphill battle without Middleton. You know, mm-hmm. y'all thought that, you know, that they were going to be able to overcome without his because he does lack in defense, but he does, you know, he's able to create a lot of shots yep. that everybody else, including Giannis, just isn't able to do. So, you know, they just missed that offense. And um, I just I was just like, if if Giannis does this, he just top five ever, because, like, I really do think that. I think that if both teams were fully healthy, I think they were an equal team. They were, like, pretty equal throughout the regular season. But I think that if both teams were fully healthy, I think it still would have won seven either way. I just think both teams were, like, that equal with each other, and it could have gone either way. But, I mean, when it came down to it, Milwaukee should have lost a few more games that they won because Boston kind of folded down the stretch. And, like, those are games, like, you you know, but like you feel me. If if Middleton was there, it could have went the other way. But they just need a little. They just need a little more offense from somebody else. I mean, ultimately, what I said was, you know, when we started, I was like, well, the only the only positive, you know, there's no positive about us when you miss when you miss Chris Middleton. But I was like, they do not have the advantage of height, and they just gave the advantage. Yeah. yeah. They gave it away. They won game one using the advantage, and then they stopped using the advantage. It was ridiculous. Bobby in game two? No. I don't think so. So Nope. So, like, after game one, they just stopped? Yes. It's fucking ridiculous. It made me. I was like, maybe there was just an advantage or disadvantage that they saw. Maybe they just didn't, like, you know. Actually, Bob, Bobby, start, Bobby started game two. He did? Yeah. Still, no. Dumb to me. But. And they lost, right? Yep, they lost. Well, maybe they saw that and they were like, okay, well, maybe and we should. And then game three, he came off the bench. Okay. Yeah, so maybe they after they lost game two, they were like, okay, maybe he's not good. Maybe it's not good to have a three-man starting. I mean, the thing is, at his core, better than Grayson Allen. Grayson Allen was so bad throughout the entire series. He didn't have one decent game. He didn't have one decent game. I don't think he had a game where he had more than one three. 
Well, I mean, Boston, you know, was the best defense in the league. And... Bro, he was open. Oh, well, shit. <laughs> just saying, Boston was the best defense in the league for a reason. They knew they knew who to keep open. Clearly, Milwaukee didn't, but Boston did. I I think the difference is Milwaukee had to leave someone open. Milwaukee's stop. game plan was we're not going to lose a game seven to Grant Williams, and proceeded to lose a game seven to Grant Williams. Yeah. And Peyton Pritchard, terrible. I mean, <laughs> you can't lose it to Tatum or Brown. It's a fair. I don't know. But if somebody but just like you were saying, if somebody just keeps making open shots, then that's you gotta adjust at some point. All right, this dude's on fire. Like you were when you were saying Al Horford, you're like, mm-hmm. all right, if, like if you don't respect Grant the way you respect Al Horford, then once he got motherfucking 15 points on three of on five of five shooting from three or whatever, <laughs> at some point. Gotta look over there. How many three? Like, how many threes do he got to attempt before you just realize? Like, all right, he's just gonna like. Oh, he making them, time. and he's <laughs> he making them. Hey, Seven for eighteen. Shit, that's, that's almost forty percent. Yeah. Hey man, you're right. Why am I defending Boonhoser? I'll stop. There you go. Yeah. Point. There you go. I agree. I yeah, like you said, like that to me. I mean, the Al Horford game hurt a lot, obviously, and then that game six. Yeah, Giannis just gave it all he had for that. He was like, "I'm, you know, this is where I we need to end this." And ultimately, I'm not giving him an excuse, a tired excuse, or anything like that. But I think this is. I don't know how many times in a row you can just go 44 and 20. And I mean, when you... but in game seven, he didn't play great and he needed help that he just didn't have. And the Celtics were just better. Ultimately, the better team. Mm-hmm. So they moved on. Yeah. I was a little sad, though. I was. You know, at, at the end of the day, Boston just had the better. I just think Boston had the more well rounded team. They had the. Better coach, sure. Well, I think without without Middleton, especially, even with Middleton, I still think Boston is a bit better constructed as a team. But without Middleton, you know, they just lost so much on their offensive end, where they were able to make up a lot, you know, just through defense and stuff like that. But offensively, they just struggled without them. And then their role players just weren't able to carry the load without them. So, yeah. yep. But shout out the Celtics. What do you guys? What do you guys think? Well, for the Bucks going forward, you know, we we know that they left. They didn't sign PJ Tucker. Mm-hmm. I was hearing that on first take. I was like, that's a good point. That was kind of dumb. We kind of knew at the time it would be kind of dumb. But what do you think? Like. And then they trade Dante for Serge Ibaka. Who didn't play, yeah. They're making some pretty – they've made some pretty bad moves. So – We – I mean, the thing is, we questioned their GM before. They just kind of – Have – They just fucked around and won the ring. 
But no, nah, you questioned him for the Drew move. I remember yeah. that. I yeah, there. I did. yeah, I did. But I questioned a lot of their moves also. I just didn't think the talent around them was quite that good. And yeah. And obviously, you know, winning the ring changed a lot of that. But even then, I still don't think the GM is a great GM. I just think the team is just kind of weirdly built. But it's yeah, tough. They do. Yeah, it's just that one guy just makes up for it a lot of the time. But he can't always can't always do it. Especially with the offense. Hey man. Well, like I said, man, let's go. <clears throat> it's time for the comedy hour. Featuring Pat Bev. So here we go. <laughs> um <laughs> the Mavs to say they beat the Suns would be putting it lightly. They embarrassed would be an them. Understatement, yeah. Beat the it shit was, out of them. It was twenty seven to twenty seven at halftime. The Suns had 27. Luca had 27. <laughs> <laughs> it was a close tie ball game. But didn't what he had 23 while well, he had 27. <laughs> he had 21. 21. Yeah. 23, 21. Same thing. They was yeah. blowing the shit out of them. <laughs> the Suns lost 123-90. I did hear about DeAndre Ayton getting benched as if it was his fault. As so, if it was his fault. Yeah, I know. Really, and I'm going to get into it. It's one man's fault, but we'll get into that in a little bit. Luca, 35, 10 rebounds, 24 points, six, re- six rebounds for Brunson. Like you said, Dinwiddie off the bench, 30.5 of seven from deep. They shot 56% from the field, 48% from three, refused to miss any shots. For the Suns, Chris Paul, 10 points, Booker, 11. 314 for Booker, 4 of 8 for Chris Paul, Bridges 3 of 11, Aiton 2 of 5. Every single player on the team was bad. So, yes. And Johnson at 12, so I guess I don't know. There you go. But, um, Darnell, what were your thoughts on this? We both got this one wrong. Although, I think we kind of both picked the Suns because we wanted to stay with our pick. That's what I did, at least. Yeah, I, I told you going in, like, I. I was going to stick to my pick on both sides, but I knew that both of them were probably going to lose because just how the series was going. But I didn't want like, to flip-flop in the middle of the – You thought season. the Bucks were going to lose? I thought the Bucks To the Celtics in game seven? Yeah. I didn't. I thought the Suns were going to lose, though. And I was openly rooting for it, so. But yeah, I, you I, were openly rooting for the for – the, you're like, yeah. Are we all now Luka fans going into game seven? Yeah. The world was a Luca fan. Oh man. So I'll just start with the Suns. So Devin Booker started off the game aggressive and he started off looking for a shot, which was cool, but he couldn't make anything. Every shot was aggressively missing. <laughs> that was the problem. Like he was missing point blank layups. He finished 0 for 5 in the first quarter, minus 10, two points, two free throws. But on the other hand, Luca scored his first three baskets, two step back. For his first eight points, it was like 8 0. It might have been 8 to 0 to start the game. Luca comes down, hits a step back, 
hits a fade turnaround fadeaway over Aiton, then hits like another step back over Bridges, laughing the whole time. <laughs> At that point, I'm like, man, this game is probably over. <laughs> I love and, it. And and pretty much, lo and behold, the game was over in like the first 10 seconds of the game. Luca was out there vibing, bro. <laughs> all vibes, all laughs and vibes. It's funny because it. you don't know what language he's laughing at you in. It's the worst part about it. He's laughing at you in Slovenian. He can be laughing at you in like seven different languages. Yeah, Dude. and the DeAndre Ayton thing is interesting, I think, for the Suns. Um, I guess he was bitched because he got into an altercation with Monty Williams. Did you hear that part? Yeah, they they said it was internal. Uh, I guess, like, he, according to Skip Bayless, who thinks he heard this from Little Wayne, who was on the other side of the court. So this is obviously not sourced at all. Little Wayne is a great source, what you mean. I'm just saying, like, <laughs> you got to trust the source here. Big but one. he said that DeAndre Aiden quit or something like that, or Monty Williams looked at DeAndre Aiden and said, you quit. I guess that's what the whole spat was about, but I think it's really simple. Like, when you have somebody who's playing on a – who you didn't extend, get, didn't give him his contract to, who's playing on a prove-it deal, and he's not getting his opportunities, he's going to be frustrated, and that's where frustration comes in. So it's going to be some decisions to be made for the Suns in the offseason, whether – they're, what kind of contract they're going to give Aiden or if how that situation is going to play out because I mean, time is now. At the end of the day, I think I think somebody going to get him a max square, whether it's Phoenix or another team. But, you know, it's just a matter of – I don't know if he'll get a max, but he'll get a, he'll get a, he'll get a sizable contract and it'll be up to Phoenix where they feel like they want to uh, re-sign him. Now, do y'all feel like Demetrius, do you feel like he's worth a max contract? He's not worth a max. I don't feel like I don't feel like any center is worth a max, but that's just y'all know how I feel about centers. Um he's worth the Jared Allen deal. He better than Jared Allen, though. I'd say he wasn't. I'm just saying he's worth the Jared Allen deal. It's not like four years, 80 million or something like that. Four years, 100. No, oh. five years, 100. Oh, so yeah, 20 million a year. 20 a year, yeah. So what's the max, like 40 million a year? 47. I think Chris, I think James Harden is making 47 next year. Yeah, it's the highest one. Not worth all that. I'd say he's worth, what's Rudy Gobert getting? Rudy Gobert is getting Oh yeah, Rudy, Rudy Gobert's getting like forty. Rudy Gobert reset the market. I'm sorry, he does deserve Rudy Gobert money. I'm gonna tell you, if that's the market, that's the market. It's the market. Like, I think that's the market. You have to like, you have to actually like do shit to get that to get that bread though. Like, you have to have a certain it's incentive based. Yeah. Oh, you- you oh, have yeah. to, sometimes you have to have like a certain thing to get the max, right? Like, don't you have to win awards and stuff? Yeah, Gobert yeah, has three defensive player of the year, so that's why he got his um, that's why he got 
his contracts, but um, Aiden wouldn't be allowed to get anything like that. Yeah, so, you have to um, you have to unlock, do something. Yeah, it has to be unlocked <laughs> through all those incentives that you have, you have to hit and all that, yeah. all NBA and all that to unlock the supermax. But I mean, for the Suns, it's like you can't. I don't think there's a situation where you can lose eight and then keep Chris Paul. I don't think I don't think that's right. I'll drive. I'll 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 groove with that one. Okay, I, there was a similar situation last year, right? Mm-hmm. Between a team that overachieved, you know, made the conference finals, and then there was a decision they had to make upon a player, and they made the decision, and the team didn't really improve. That play. Uh, I'm talking about the Hawks. I thought you were talking about the Hawks, but then you said they lost a player, and I can't remember. No, no, they lost. They resigned a player where we were like, you feel me? They have to resign him, mm-hmm. but it didn't like help anything. I guess it'll help in the future, mm-hmm. but you know. I mean, for the Suns, this is over. This is done. This is a wrap. Because the, the, the problem, I'll put it like this. The, the overall problem is that Chris Paul isn't good enough, obviously. But what mm-hmm. I was going to say, this one is on Booker, for real. This is his fault. He did this. He could have chilled. He poked and, poked and prodded the bear. He thought he was better than he really was. Yeah. And that's what happened. He proceeded to miss every shot. Yeah, he just, you know, there's one thing about the Suns that we've seen, and they're not great under pressure. Because as we know, Chris Paul isn't the best under pressure. And Devin Booker has shown us that, you know, if there's a little too much pressure on him, he's not he's not fully he's not fully capable of handling it all. So and then at the and then, you know, with Aiden, Aiden, he had his little spat with Monty Williams and, and you know, he wasn't really getting the ball a whole lot. They weren't passing the ball down low or anything. He ain't take too many shots. So mm-hmm. I mean. They just they just imploded as a team. And yeah, they all folded. They did all fold. There's no question about that. And in my heart of hearts, in our heart of hearts, right? Did we really expect anything different? I know I didn't that I, expect Chris Paul to fold like that in game seven. I mean, I know the idea was that Ooh, I don't know why I did. The Suns is a bad I didn't expect Booker to fold like that, to be honest with you. No. I did not. Chris Paul had seven points in the fourth quarter, but he had 10 overall points. I didn't expect him to have one field goal throughout pretty much the duration of the game. In yeah, game seven. Had they to get to 10. <laughs> they start, both of them start stacking at the very end. They didn't want to look so sad, but it was that sad. Yeah, it was bad. Hey, it's not Chris Paul's fault, man. He shot 50% from the field. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Sucks. 
Bro, he's yeah. bad. He was bad the whole series. I don't know why he didn't expect him to fall in game seven. He was bad game three through set, three through six. Well, they reports just came out that Chris Paul was hurt throughout the whole series. Shut the fuck up, bro. <laughs> this is what I'm talking about. This he had a shit. quad injury, so I'm gonna give him his excuse of his injury. He's always <laughs> hurt. <laughs> Him and that other dude always hurt. Couple that other years. dude, the other dude that was supposed to beat them last year, yeah. Or are you talking about the other dude that was supposed to beat the other team last year? You talking about street clothes? Talking about the seven foot guy. Seven There's a foot. lot of guys who are always hurt. Seven, seven foot. Which seven foot guy? Oh, motherfucking. Glass man, not even, not even talking about AD, but yes, he's also uh, always hurt. Talking about Joel, yeah, yeah uh, I thought just talking about after a while. Kawhi, uh, AD, Joel, I could put Kyrie, Kyrie. Yeah. <laughs> Kyrie was healthy for that sweep, though. <laughs> <laughs> he made it four games, <laughs> he did fight. <laughs> I'll do it. <laughs> it's like a it's like a playoff career high for him at this point. Yeah, four games straight. <laughs> now yeah, Chris Paul always hurt. Always but holding. We have yet to talk about the actual player of the day. Even though he didn't play. <laughs> Mr. Patrick Beverly. <laughs> you can take it away. Well, right off first take. And he he just went as Darnell as Darnell messaged me. He he asked, he messaged it pretty beautifully. He went on a worldwide hatred tour of, of Chris Paul. <laughs> <laughs> I saw a tweet that said, "Pat, I I like Pat Bev because he's such a generational hater. That man woke up at four thirty a.m. to fly out to New York." Just to talk shit <laughs> about Chris Paul. Now, I knew he ain't like <laughs> Chris Paul. I see. I, I thought I thought he hated Westbrook more. I did. Yeah. I thought he hated Westbrook. No, nah. I ain't know he hated Chris Paul this much. I know he shoved him that time last year, but I know he hated him like this. Where somebody said somebody went on Twitter. They were like. I can't. I hope Chris Paul wins a ring. He deserves it. Then Pat Bev said, "Why does he deserve it? What did he do to deserve a ring?" <laughs> yeah, he was going in like he was a little bit extra with it. I don't know what he did to. He obviously did something to to Pat Bev that really hurt him deep inside because that's a little bit <laughs> extra hate. That was like, like extra. Like he extra really hate. despised him, bro. I, did, I didn't was. know. Him. I did not know it was this deep. <laughs> because like last night it was like you saw from all of the players i didn't know it was this many players that had disdain for the phoenix suns yeah but it Very makes sense that them like everybody yeah everybody was coming at the suns but yeah. the specific chris paul hate was coming from specifically pat bev on espn and a lot of players shut it down on twitter today yeah lillard Tom, lillard came to his defense isaiah thomas I stand with Pat Bev. <laughs> I can't even say nothing. Like, there's a stutter. 
stay with Patrick Beverly. I think they were just Lillard talk. Lillard was talking about nobody guarding him, and I was like, man, elite Pat, Pat Bev is an elite defender, man. He do his thing on defense. He's not there for his offense type bit. But he can make some big shots. He's been to the conference finals more times than Lillard has. So I don't know why Lillard was talking shit. But team game. Hmm? It's a team game. He was was he a bus driver or was he a or was he a rider? He was a bus driver from Minnesota. That's for sure. <laughs> <laughs> Niggas ain't make playoffs in like like five, six years. Drove him right to one of the biggest playoff uh, collapses in NBA history. He was right there for it. You said what? Chris Paul just meant to be. Pat Bev? Yeah. Pat Bev's, Pat Bev's been a part of a couple collapses. He has. He was on the 3-1. He was. He was with James Harden. He was benched when they actually beat him. Yeah, against Dallas. Yeah. But to be fair, and he said it, who can really guard Luka? I mean, well, you can't say Chris Paul can't play defense and then be like, who can really guard the guy who was killing him? <laughs> How are you going to do that? <laughs> How does that make any fun? Well, that's what he said about him. That is what – I know what he said. Well, I'm just saying. I don't even want to defend Chris Paul, but, like, you know, it's also a friendly attack Pat Bev. So we so, I mean, Jalen Brunson was doing his thing, too. Absolutely. That's Luca. So are we giving Pat Bev credit for shutting down D'Angelo Russell? Is that what we're saying he did? <laughs> we're sorry, it's on the team. My bad. Shutting down John Morant. Except he kind of didn't. Didn't really do that. So we gonna make picks for tomorrow? Yeah, I guess so. What would you say, Darnell? We gonna make picks for tomorrow. It's like it's only like three minutes on this one. Yeah, we can. My player of the game, my player of the day is Patrick Beverly. No, make picks. <laughs> no picks for tomorrow. Nah, no, nah, Miami. Fine. All right, so um, Boston and six. And the last in seven. I've been flip flopping. I'm going, I'm going Boston in six. Dallas in seven. I'm going the same thing. Same thing. I'm Dallas. going Boston in six as well. Clean sweep there. But I'm going with the Warriors, man. I don't know why. I'm going with the Warriors in seven. And hey, man, I, I want it to happen, actually. I would love for the Warriors to win and make the finals again. That'd be lit. I just don't think they can stop Luka at all. Like, yeah. <laughs> any chance of doing that. And I just saw that Luka can do it by him. And they're, they're offensive. They have other guards. That's a, and the Warriors can't guard guards. And their offense just goes so hot and cold. Like, that's always been it, but, like, their colds are, like, really cold now because – I just picked um, a team that trailed by 55 to go to the finals. You did. That's unbelievable. Uh, 
That's all good. I mean, you picked the team that won, that went to five straight finals. No, nah, he didn't quite pick that team. That team is gone. <laughs> he picked the he picked the remaining. Hey, they're in the conference finals. Fuck it. It's kind of that team. It's the it's the same big three. Okay. All right, man. Thank you guys for listening, man. Hopefully you enjoyed. Um, for, for Darnell and for Dom, this was Demetrius, and uh, hope you have a good one. Triple D's. I, I why did I even say that? He's here today. I don't know. Yeah, it's all good. It's all good. Later. <laughs> Later. That's my part. Now you can say yours. Deuces. <laughs> <laughs>